guys, and welcome back to Disney Debate. This is Josie. This is Alex. And what are we going to talk about today, Alex? The history of some Disney rides. And those rides would be in what park? We're, today we're doing Epcot. Do you hear that? What? Do you hear the Epcot music playing in the background right now? Oh, whoa! It's like we're in Epcot right now. That's crazy. Epcot ball. <laughs> All right, anyways. So today we decided we'd uh, go back to an old episode where we talked about attractions of Tomorrowland. Um, so we decided we're going to do some retired attractions in Epcot. Since I feel like, at least for me personally, I've grown to like Epcot a little bit more. Um, I don't know if you would agree as well. Epcot's pretty cool. I've been there a few times and I, I like how it is. So. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go first with mine. Uh, I already told you what mine was because last time we kept it a secret. But mine is going to be Horizons. And Alex, you were too young when it came out so you didn't write it and i was young too but like i we didn't even go to epcot anyways we only went to magic kingdom anytime we would come down so i definitely didn't get to write it but yeah so mine basically starts off with basically i'm gonna give a description of what horizons was for anyone who doesn't know or anyone who's only heard of it and doesn't really know what it's about it's basically it kind of has a similar concept to Carousel of Progress, which is fitting because I my in the last episode, mine was Carousel of Progress. So it's kind of like a ride through of just different like elements of the future. But it it's kind of like, yes. So it kind of goes back in the past, too. And it's like what the past perspective of the future was. Does that make sense? So like like the Jetsons? Like, they thought that was going to be the future. Yeah, kind of like, oh, in the 1950s, this is what they thought the future looked like. Or like, like um, Back to the Future, how he goes to 2015. Yeah, so like uh, a version of the future that's the style of past years. So it's a little, like, weird to explain. But yeah, so it goes through that, and then there's different, like, elements apart from that. The ride opened a year after Epcot opened. So Epcot opened in October of 1982, so October 1st. And then um, Horizons opened a year after that. So on the same like anniversary date on its first birthday, that's when it opened. And like I mentioned, it's a ride that's basically based on present, past, and future. Which I guess is similar. I mean, all of Epcot is all like futuristic and like looking towards the future. Um, and it's kind of in a way reminded me of Spaceship Earth as well. But it's different from spaceship earth because obviously spaceship earth is like more past related and then it goes through the history of like from the past until the present so it explores different frontiers like space ocean and desert and then it also uses your favorite track system omnimover yeah (laughs) so it's an omnimover track system but it's a little different because say for example in haunted mansion where it's like cooked to the ground the track is on the ground it's kind of, or the track is above on so the like, top part of the car. Like Peter Pan? Yeah, yeah, like that, basically. It's a good example. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, so it's uh, hooked to the top of the car, and that helps it with certain, like, elements of the ride. And I'll explain that, like, later on. So basically, it was sponsored by General Electric, which is the same person or the same company that sponsored the Carousel Progress. So they kind of began their involvement with Epcot, uh, I think it was early, as early as 1976. So this was six years before Epcot even opened. So some of the executives that worked on the Carousel of Progress with the Walt Disney Company were still around. 
they were really interested in going along with this idea or this uh, new attraction and working with the Imagineers to build this in Epcot. Originally, Raleigh Crump, I don't know if you recognize him. No. Well, he's a famous Imagineer. He was assigned, like him and his team were assigned to work on Horizons, but then it was later taken over by both Colin Campbell and George McGinnis. And it actually said, which I was a little confused by this, but it, I read that George McGinnis was the last Imagineer that recently like passed away, and he was the last person that was directly hired by Walt. But then I was confused because I thought Bob Gurr was also hired by Walt, and he's still alive, so I don't really know. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm just completely wrong. But yeah, so basically they were uh, assigned to work on it. But yeah, it was originally planned to be a show similar to Carousel of Progress. So it was originally like one show model was titled The Incredible Time Machine, A Journey into the Worlds of Science and Invention. So it was going to be focused on like past, kind of similar, I guess, to Spaceship Earth, where it's like going through innovations of the past. But then this one guy, Reginald Jones. Reginald. He's the chairman of, or at least at the time, he was the chairman of General Electric. He actually didn't like the idea for the ride. So I got, there was a direct quote from one of the Imagineers uh, that worked on it, Marty Sklar. He said, they told us our idea stunk. Well. So basically, uh, Reginald Jones, he didn't want the ride to be focused on the past. He wanted it instead to be focused on like the future and future innovations. And they also didn't want it to be located in any of the original pavilions that were um, already in Epcot. So they wanted a new pavilion to be created for it. This new pavilion in Epcot was originally going to be called Century 3. So it's supposed to show what America would achieve in its third century. Since, I mean, in that time, it's the 1980s. So it went from Century 3 to Future Probe and then later ended on Horizons because it it's this whole idea of like the future so like looking at the horizon it kind of like never ends so it's like as you progress there's still always more to continue to like progress progressing basically but yeah so it opened October 1st 1983 and then I'm gonna go through like a, a run through of what's inside the ride in the first act there's a bunch of well throughout the ride there's a bunch of like set physical scenes um, but in the first act you can see like the possibilities for the future like I was talking about earlier where it's like from the past perspective of what the future would have looked like and also what you know in our present day what it would have looked like but yeah so that's like the first area and there's different like scenes that you pass through act two of the ride you're taken into this area with what's called an omnimax screen so similar to Soren, you know where mm-hmm. you like where you, the screen is yeah, like, like all around you yeah yeah it's a, basically a giant dome screen so it kind of creates that illusion but then also like when you're on Soren, if you're all the way to like the left or the right things look really warped anyways it would show different scenes of like undersea divers space uh, shuttle launches just different things that are future based or like innovative i don't really know how to describe it because i i watched it and it's a little it's a little difficult to like put into words. You kind of have to look at it or watch it yourself. And then after that, you get taken into act three, which is more physical scenes similar to the first act, which is supposed to represent life in the 21st century. So there's different screen or different screens. There's different scenes where it shows you like different things. For example, there's a scene with what agriculture looks like you know in the desert with new technological advances 
or there's this really funny scene where there's a mom and they're in space like she has her her son and their dog and her husband and basically the the son he lost his magnetic boots so he's just basically floating and he can't get down and the dog is floating too so it's really cute so it basically seems like that and then you can actually see there's a model of a colony like kind of it looks like an overview look of this one specific like city and it's lit up by 8,000 or it was lit up by 8,000 miniature lights and it actually includes a hidden Disneyland so that's really cool throughout this whole ride it's as if you're kind of like traveling through horizons or traveling with horizons so towards the end they call this like your way home you get to choose the way that like you choose your tomorrow so you're traveling home either through the desert the sea or space this is why the Omnimover track system is like towards the top of the ride instead of on the bottom mm -hmm. it's because the ride vehicles would tilt and then they vibrate and then along with that there's like a 50 foot long traveling screen so it kind of creates this simulator experience uh, to feel like you're either traveling through space or through the desert or through the sea and that's basically like the end of the ride so overall I, I recommend the youtube channel resort tv one they have this video of the actual ride like you see the whole ride through so it's really cool i definitely recommend uh watching that essentially general electric they ended their sponsorship september 30th of 1993 and then the ride closed a year later december 1994 and then it actually reopened a year later and people were confused you know because it hadn't been open for a year so they were confused as to why it was open but basically it was kind of just like a placeholder in the meantime because i think in that time they were working on test track and then other things were closed so to kind of i guess add more have more available in the park they left it open um and it went on running for three more years to act kind of like as a placeholder until test track opened in 1999 and there was a lot of speculation like eventually after that it it closed so when test track opened it, it's when it's closed there was a lot of speculation as to why the ride eventually like completely shut down there's actually one theory that the ride closed due to a sinkhole oh yeah i've heard of that yeah but um it I was think wasn't it it was like there there is it. yeah one of the imagineers i think it was marty sklar i'm not sure he mentioned that there actually was a sinkhole but it he kind of confirmed that it wasn't in that area it was somewhere else so it came out that that wasn't really the reason why that's just like speculation what people thought it was but that's weird to think that there's a sinkhole in epcot the more likely reason why it closed down was because with GE's sponsorship ending, Disney would have to pay out of pocket to modernize Horizons and keep it modern. So Disney would not really want to do that. There was this one quote that I read on Theme Park Tours, because they had um, on this website, Theme Park Tours, there was a lot of information. Um, but this person basically put in regards to like the reason why it closed and Disney not wanting to pay out of pocket was because it was something that the company was unwilling to undertake in a post-Disneyland Paris pre-California adventure economy. Yeah, you saw that a lot with, uh, especially after Disneyland Paris. In my research, a lot of the rides around Disney in general, they didn't want to put too much money in because they were already yeah. losing a lot. But yeah, and it was demolished in, like officially demolished July of 2000. And then Mission Space came around in 2003. Oh yeah. Mission Space, grade A ride, guys. No. Please ride it. It's so fun. 
Anyways, unless you have motion sickness, don't write. Oh, yeah. Or are claustrophobic, don't or write. Or have a heart condition or don't, don't know write. if you have a heart condition. <laughs> just don't write it. If you don't want to die, just don't write it. Anyways, um, yeah, and I was looking at the pictures of what it looked like when they were taking out the inside, like, gutting it, and it looks really sad. Yeah, like, half of the building's, like, on the ground, and then, like... Yeah, it just looks abandoned, but... Pretty anyways, much, honestly. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, that's basically the history. Oh, I wanted to add some Easter eggs. Uh, well, they're not really, like, big Easter eggs. They're kind of noticeable. In one of the first scenes in Act 1, where it shows kind of, like, what the future would be from, I guess, that past mindset if that makes sense so like the future for the 50s say there's like a scene where it shows like a robot butler and then there's a guy staring off like behind him at the city and then there's someone else like sitting down getting groomed by another robot you can actually hear the song uh there's a great big beautiful tomorrow playing in the background which for those of you who don't know which i don't know why you wouldn't know is the theme song for the carousel progress so i thought that was really cute that they included that and then there's actually another scene in Act 3 where after the Omnimover, or Omnimover, the Omnimax screen part, they show this one scene where it's like a dad and then a mom, and they're like a little bit older, and it shows a dog. And basically in that scene, they're like talking through, or to their daughter through kind of like webcam, I guess, or what their version of webcam was. And the dad and the dog sound and look very similar to the dad and the dog in carousel progress so it's basically like a nod to that ride but yeah it was gonna be like that right originally right yeah it was gonna be similar ride to that and i mean general electric worked and sponsored on that ride Mm -hmm. and also like you know the similar people or whatever worked on it but yeah so i thought that was really cool so a lot of people say it's kind of in a way not a carousel progress 2.0 but similar that's pretty much my history of Horizons. So if you go to Mission Space, I believe like the little garden that's in front is where oh, yeah. the old Horizons sign used to be. Like you that can, used to be in front. It's uh when you're going towards uh, Mission Space, mm-hmm. you'll, it'll, you can sit there now because you see it, but it's like in the shape of the old Horizons logo, and they yeah. just have plants there now. So yeah, that basically it's a planner. Yeah. But yeah, so I thought that was really cool to learn that history and to read about it. But I would definitely recommend if you go on the uh, D23 website, they actually have a lot more history. And there's a lot that like I couldn't really go into detail because there's so much to it. So they go like they explain further into like what it took to create like the movies for the ride or the scenes for the ride and the images and everything. So I definitely recommend if you want to learn more about it to look it up on the D23 website. Yeah, what do you have to talk so to us today, about today? So for today, I have this is a, a quick history mm-hmm. of Journey into the Imagination, and it still is like open today, obviously. But yeah. I'm just gonna talk through the past versions of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the original version opened in March of 1983, mm-hmm. which was many months after the grand opening of Epcot, mm-hmm. and uh, it was inspired by a never built idea for a ride in Disneyland. Do you know what that ride was? Or? I forgot what it was, but it was pretty much, it was literally like going to be the same thing. Okay. But then they just didn't want to yeah. put a whole new ride. So then uh, it was, the main Imagineer was Tony Baxter. Mm-hmm. And he, he's built rides like Splash and Big Thunder Mountain. So. I love yeah. those rides. So Journey to Imagination, there have been, to today, there have been three versions of the ride. Mm-hmm. And then the original version, it was a ride that was 13 minutes. And you follow the Dreamfinder and Figment. Mm-hmm. 
while they collected sparks of imagination. And then after that, you, the rest of the ride, you went on and they showed you, like, what imagination could do, basically. Yeah. So it was on an Omnimover track, and 20 trains could move independently. They could slow down or go faster, just depending on, like, how many people were boarding. Mm-hmm. And then as you entered the ride, you saw a projection of the dream ship, and then it was supposed to be collecting, like, its first spark of imagination. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you would go into a separate room, and then you would finally see, like, the dream ship in person. It was, like, this really big... It kind of looked like a boat. Yeah. But you just see it's, like, there. Uh-huh. And then you see the dream finder, and then he starts telling you about imagination. And then uh, a cool fact about the whole dream finder room mm-hmm. is that it was spinning in circles the whole time. But because the Omnimover was spinning... It's also spinning, then you're, mm-hmm. like... It just didn't look like you were moving, pretty much. Oh, that's weird. Wait, why was it spinning? Do you know why? Uh, it, I forgot what it was for, but it was, it was just like it would spin and then the Omnimover would move with it. Mm-hmm. That's weird. And another fun fact about that today is that I fr- one of the loading bays for the ride, mm-hmm. it's literally that room. Oh, the main loading bay, uh-huh. like when you go into. Oh, so weird. like that's they just took everything out and then they replaced the track. So the Omnimover can go through it. But that's where the whole thing used to happen. Yeah. Well, now that I, that I think about it, like, thinking on that room. I mean, because I've been on the, like, now version of it. It, it makes sense. Like, it, it's weird to think. But, yeah, yeah, that's weird. But then after that, after you met the Dreamfinder and Figment, your uh, Omnimover would move through a set of, like, scenes. Mm-hmm. Which were meant to signify art literature performing arts and science mm-hmm. so then it would show you different stuff like in the literature one it would show the dream finder almost like playing a piano but it was like letters and then mm-hmm. like it showed figment reading mm-hmm. so then uh and then throughout all this there were songs like one little spark which is like one of the most iconic parts of the that's ride that's the song that's in the ride now right mm-hmm. yeah and then after that you would exit the ride and uh yeah then you would go into places upstairs there was like image works which was basically it was kind of like today how you know like outside of rise at epcot they have like yeah they have the little um i guess where you can like explore in a way yeah explore basically which they still do have a section like that now but they closed it no i'm saying a different section oh yeah but it's they closed it that little section Mm -hmm. now it's like a wreck it ralph meet and greet are you sure? No, I, I know what area you're talking about, but I'm saying you still exit out of the ride. Mm-hmm. You still exit out of the ride, but it's not that same area. It's a different area, but you can do, because there's like, you know, like the Simon game where you like press the buttons and then it like keeps going and you have to like memorize the pattern mm-hmm. as it goes. There's a, a one on the wall that you can play. And then there's, uh if you press on these buttons on the ground, there's like different instrument sounds. So there's, I'm as far as I know, that area is still open, oh, but it's I like saw, a different exit. I basically. saw an article where it showed like walls were up and all that, so I don't know. Um, because I, I know the area you're talking about, but yeah. I know that area is closed. Anyways. And, and then um, after like a lot of years of that ride being open, mm-hmm. because originally there were no like characters allowed in Epcot, mm-hmm. they, the Dreamfinder and Figment kind of became like the unofficial mascot of Epcot. Like, yeah. that's what a lot of people saw them as. Yeah, to where they even had, like, uh, actual physical characters for them. Like, in the park, right? Yeah. yeah, like, they had the, like, before, I don't think it was a meet and greet, but, like, you could see the uh, Dreamfinder and Figment puppet. Like, yeah. he would be walking around. Yeah. 
But um, as time went on though, basically almost all the attractions after a certain point had to get redone. Mm-hmm. So then um, Journey into Imagination was actually the last one in Future World. Mm-hmm. And it, it closed on October of 1998. Mm-hmm. And then it reopened one year later in 1999. So it was a quick turnaround. Yeah. In the new Journey into Imagination, it was called Journey into Your Imagination. Wow. And <laughs> the funny thing about uh, me saying that, like, the Dreamfinder and Figment were kind of the unofficial mascots. Uh-huh. Was that in this version, there were nobody to be found. There's yeah. no, like, not even, like, Easter eggs in a way. They were, like... Nowhere in Just the ride. Just completely gone. Take it out. And uh, instead of it being like where you were, went to the Dreamfinder, mm-hmm. you were now going into the Imagination Institute. Oh, yeah. And basically, you were just being like, you were going to explore it and you were being used to like test new technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, so some of the changes for the ride was it went down from 13 minute ride to five minutes. <laughs> Yeah. And instead of like you going to like explore things that use your imagination, like literature or sound, uh-huh. you went to through labs representing almost like not different senses, but like different things that used imagination. Uh-huh. So like there was you would go through scenes that focused on sound, illusion, color, gravity and connections. Mm-hmm. And then after that, at the start of the ride, you were basically they like scanned you for the whole new technology yeah and they said you didn't have any imagination but then <laughs> by the end of the ride they're like oh you have a lot of imagination go use it yeah so uh yeah that was the major changes of the ride i but- mean it's not a bad concept but it just doesn't make sense why they would take out like characters that were so popular to the point where they had like physical in park characters for them oh that they I- would take i'll them tell out. you why they took them out <laughs> oh okay but before that <laughs> Another really big change was uh-huh. that the whole image works upstairs was completely closed. Quick fact check, guys. Um, Josie tried to pro- she tried to prove me wrong <laughs> about them me, taking yeah. out image works, but after further investigation, they have taken it down. It is now a Wreck Ralph meet and greet. I knew that they had a character meet for Wreck It Ralph, but I didn't realize that that's where it was. <laughs> now back to the that's show. So sad. <laughs> so another major change was that they completely closed image works that was upstairs. Mm-hmm. And they basically, they everything inside of it mm-hmm. was closed down, and they built a lesser version of it downstairs. Yeah. And this included the really famous like rainbow, the rainbow tunnel, tunnel where like Michael Jackson. Oh, so that wasn't the original. Like in the original ride, that's not what was there first. Like that rainbow tunnel wasn't with the first ride. It was with the first version. Okay, uh, that's what I was up confused. in Imageworks. But okay. then they closed it down once the second version came out. Okay, that's what I was confused. And then, like you were asking, why do we take everything out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the main reason for this was because of the deal Disney had with Kodak, mm-hmm. who was the sponsor of the ride. And in the, like, fine print, Kodak stated that every 15 years it had to be redone. Uh-huh. Just to keep it, like, fresh, fresh and people yeah. riding it. But 15 years from the opening of Epcot, or the opening of the ride, mm-hmm. this just, just so happened to be when Kodak started declining oh. as digital cameras, like, started, yeah, started a, to uh, a phase out film. Yeah. And they didn't start, like, they didn't stop doing film till a while after so mm-hmm. they were losing a lot of money yeah so then this caused disney to have to fund half of the project yeah. instead of the sponsor fully funding everything yeah so th- this is why a lot of people say especially because this was the point after disneyland paris that <laughs> yeah. they didn't have a lot of money and yeah. the um they were struggling <laughs> you know how i said the dreamfinder his room turned uh-huh 
that also it was a lot of maintenance costs so that's one of the main reasons they just took all that out that's so, so then, sad because they had to take that integral part of the ride out mm-hmm. it wouldn't have made sense to still have them in there so that's why a lot of people think yeah. they just took everything out i don't know maybe i feel like i mean obviously i don't know i don't work for the company i'm not an imagineer i don't really know anything about anything but in my unprofessional opinion i feel like they could have included him somewhere i feel like kept something about him i mean obviously they kept figment but i don't oh, know no, they didn't in the oh in the new one i meant figment still in the park today oh in the second version though they technically did keep figment but it's literally just in the starting video and that was it that's sad wait and you said in the second one mm-hmm oh hey so uh and then so after all this happened disney got a lot of backlash for it yeah so the once beloved attraction closed again in 2001 which was only two years after its opening Dang. People really didn't like it. <laughs> so then it opened back up as uh-huh. Journey into Ma- Imagination with Figment. Mm-hmm. Where basically they knew they messed up. So the Imagineers literally loaded the ride with as many Figments as they could. <laughs> yeah. And that's the ride we still have today. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan of that ride. I do like Figment in general, but... I don't know if, like, the way he's portrayed in the newest version of the ride is the same way he was in the original version. But, I don't know, he's kind of, I guess, all over the place. And, I don't know, like, the way he looks, he's cute, but in the ride, he's kind of annoying. (laughs) So, again, I mean, hopefully no one comes for me, but, I don't know. I mean, I feel like that version of the ride, the newest one, because I've only ridden it, like, once or twice. And it's not bad. But it's definitely not my favorite, and it's not something I consider. Like, the way it looks, and I feel like it's not the best Disney can do. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion on it. So that's all from, uh, for me, for For, the history of uh, Journey into Imagination. Yeah. One time, or I think this was the second or the first time? Second time that I rode the ride, we got stuck on it, (laughs) like, towards (laughs) the exit. And it was, you know, like, when you get off a ride, there's, like, a platform to, like, Mm -hmm. help you get off. We stopped, like, just before that platform. Or, like, kind of off-skew, like, if that makes sense. Because we were, like, in the back row. Yeah. So, it was kind of difficult for us to kind of get off because of the bars that were there. So, I had to find a way. I basically went around, like, towards the very edge of the platform. Like, because they couldn't move it or something. I don't know what was going on. Like, they had a cast member there trying to help us. And oh, I so had y'all got an in-show exit. No, because it was already the end of the ride. But technically, it was still in-show if you Okay, can't. technically, but, like, we were basically leaving. Um, but, yeah, and I had to be on the very edge of the platform. Like, I I could have very easily fallen. I had to squeeze through these bars. If that... you got fallen, though, they would have paid for your entire, <laughs> no. like, annual pass forever. <laughs> you no. should have fallen. No, I didn't want to get hurt. I'm not shady like that. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just funny. Um, but that's my only experience really with the rides so. so um now that we've said the history of both parks Josie, do you know what time it is what time is it's it? time for alex's news corner Are you ready? Oh my gosh. Okay, what? in breaking news mm-hmm. recently the walls were taken down at universal islands adventures new roller coaster hagrid's magical creature adventure wow so uh expect um soft openings to start soon do you have anything to say about that i'm excited for it i mean i hope that it's good like i i mean i don't know their reasoning behind taking down uh dragon challenge it was old well it was old but i'm saying and obviously this new ride goes more with the theme and i also feel like dragon challenge is whole like not like 
you know how like before the whole point of it was like, oh, you're challenging the dragon because you went at the same time. Yeah. At the point it was when it closed, it was just like two separate roller coasters. Yeah, right well, because they didn't other. collide anymore, really. But yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it's gonna be really cool ride regardless i mean i don't know how they're what the layout's gonna look like if they're gonna include screens like they always do um, they are, <laughs> probably it's a, it's a but um yeah i don't know okay. i think it'll be cool next uh a new fireworks show is reported to be planned for magic kingdom's christmas party oh i heard about that yeah, yeah, yeah i i'm excited for it i hope to go to the christmas party this year at least that's what my plan is but you haven't been to the christmas party no so. i want to go though yeah, it's, it's really fun. I feel like it's a time when you don't really, like, if you want to ride rides, like, it's a good opportunity because there's not as many people. But I like it more so for the actual, like, the parade. The parade's, like, one of my favorites. Um, and then the show on the castle. I mean, it's not my favorite. Last year, they had a song about texting. So, I don't know. That was oh, yeah. really dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. But, yeah, in general, like, I like it because it's very Christmassy. And then they have the fake snow. So, it's really cute. And finally... An electrical issue closed down Volcano Bay past weekend. OSHA now investigating. What do you have he to say about OSHA? that? OSHA? Yeah, OSHA OSHA is now investigating. <laughs> oh, that's... I don't even know what to say about that. Because it's not that old. So. Yeah. Supposedly, I think I read in the article, it said um, people saw, like, electrical currents in the water. Mm-hmm. And then before they oh, even started, scary. they reported it. And then before they started investigating, they just closed the whole volcano bay down yeah i mean that's better that they close the whole thing down to make sure everyone's safe instead of just like you know waiting to do anything um but yeah i don't know hopefully it's nothing this has been (laughs) alex's news corner and with that um i think we're gonna end the podcast for this week guys yeah um yeah if you guys have any more recommendations about like if you guys want to talk want us to talk about other attractions like specific attractions it doesn't have to be just like retired attractions it could be attractions in general that are still open um but yeah anything related to the podcast any questions you guys have you can uh send us an email to disneydebate at outlook.com oh and we actually have an instagram page now which is just disney debate so go ahead and follow us if you want to keep updated on the podcast um but yeah besides that please rate us please like the podcast and if you want to join our 50 dollars gift card giveaway no <laughs> Uh, you wish no we don't have any kind of giveaway (laughs) but yeah did you have any final thoughts no i think that's it um i hope you guys like this podcast uh hopefully see y'all next week and uh (laughs) goodbye bye have a nice day